what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, November 29th, 2023. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Addy O.A. Jr. Joining me is WWE superstar, Greg Miller. Hello, Blessing. How are you? Doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. Doesn't it feel good to see yourself on all these Spotify wrapped? It does. Yeah, it, it, it never gets old is the thing. <clears throat> you know, I think what I've... Since every year I've been here, I've been tagged in a bunch of Spotify raps at the end of the year. Yeah. And every year it's like the same thing where it's like, oh, yeah, like, you know, the kind of funny podcasts dominate my top five because if yeah, you listen yeah. to one, you probably listen to all of them. Um, but it's still a really cool feeling to like see KFG and PS Love You and Gamescast like be the top listen to podcasts for a lot of people. You kind of forget, like, you know, I talk about all the time that we share this and exist in this sacred space for so many people, right? Part mm -hmm. of their routine. Uh, you know, you're walking the dog, or you're driving to work, you're coming home, you're doing your job, whatever it is. You listen to us there. But it, even as connected as we all are with Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is, Patreon, wherever you want to fire off a message to us, right? It's still that idea that for so many people, that ritual is still one-on-one. -on -one, and when it's done, it's done. You move on and you don't interact with it. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's very akin still to like doing Podcast Beyond in 2007, 2008, when we had no idea if anybody was listening. Because as usual with anything on the internet, right? Like usually you get feedback when people are angry. So you kind of forget that there's a whole bunch of people who just listen to it all the time and really enjoy it. So yeah, we can't thank you enough for, you know, supporting kind of funny and letting us live this dream. And then of course tagging us today because it is one of those like, oh, right. Like yeah. a lot of people listen oh, to yeah, this. A lot of people like this stuff. Yeah. 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 It's, it's funny because I was having this conversation a couple weeks ago. So I did the wedding, right? I, I officiated the wedding. And I was, thank you. I appreciate it. Shirtless too. It was great. Yeah. It was fantastic. Um, felt really good breeze wearing that outfit. Um, but like I was talking to somebody afterwards where, you know, I was joking around like, man, maybe I should just do this part time, like go around and officiate a bunch of wed weddings. Cause like the feeling I got after felt like a, oh man, like I got to perform for a bunch of people, sure. like 80 people were in the audience watching. And like afterwards people were complimenting me and all yeah, this yeah, stuff. Yeah. And it's funny how like I felt it in that moment of, man, it feels good to perform. And like, I rarely feel that from doing one of these podcasts because these, even though these podcasts are going out to way more people, oh, right? Yeah. Like it's 80 people in that room in the, for the wedding. It's thousands and thousands of people listening to this podcast. I really get the feedback. And yeah. so it is like, all right, I finish a podcast and then I go and I eat lunch and I don't even think about it really. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It's, it is days like this and where you I'm get, like, you go, as soon as you're off camera, right? It's right back to, okay, well, not only your work day, what you need to review, it's not mm -hmm. oh, fuck. Did I pay that bill? Did I do this thing? Oh yeah. shit, this, I got this trip coming. Like it's the real life thing. That's what yeah. I was talking about where people like, you know, you know, oh, do you get nervous when you're on camera? Do you like, do you miss being on camera when you're like on vacation? I'm like, I miss it all the time because it's so nice to have one thing to focus on. It's so nice to come out here and perform and do one thing rather than be caught up in the day to day, yeah. moment to moment. How was your Spotify wrapped? Do you it was like great. It was crushed. Yeah, I, I put a. I'm gonna. You know, I, see, well, no, I don't have to, do I? So right now, ladies and gentlemen, I'll have you know. For some reason, I need to. I think maybe I need to update my Mac OS. I can't shoot Gregways over via airdrop anymore mm. like they've just stopped so i'm doing it straight from my phone uploading it and it's going it's a 20 minute gregway patreon.com slash kind of funny uh so it's going to be a uh, slow going so i don't want to break that uh, thank you yeah you got it up there i have it too my top artist number one taylor swift of course number two charlotte carden number three uh kelsey ballerini uh number four kylie morgan and then number five paramore oh remember i came on hard i came i came on hot and heavy with paramore the, at the middle of the year and they because they dropped an album right no just no? Their old shit is what i'm listening to okay you know misery business and all that okay. i'm like oh, damn like i never gave these guys a paramore full shot. is trending so i feel like paramore is might be one of the most listened to bands this year am i tripping who am i thinking of that dropped an album was it a not lot of paramore? people taylor swift did i mean taylor swift definitely uh, did. number one song though i do appreciate this my top song was witch doctor when... i told the witch doctor i was in love with what? you bum, oh. bum, bum, by david seville <laughs> 
Remember oh. Ivy? Remember Ivy? <laughs> Two-year-old, and there was a few months there where that's oh, all yeah. he would listen to on the car in the car rides, and we had to have it on repeat. Mm. So it was just Witch Doctor for like. 30 minutes at a time. Oh my God. Yeah. You were saying Paramore did drop a, an album this year. Cause I could have sworn, I was like, I could have sworn I listened to it because I'm not a Paramore person, but I got into it a little bit this year uh, with the new album, which might've been last year. I forget, but yeah, I listened to that. Um, I'm not going to lie. I was a little bit disappointed with my Spotify wrapped. Really? Yeah. Cause like, I mean, on the podcast side, I was happy with it. Cause yeah, I, I have I like, in my podcast. Go ahead. Yeah. I have my regulars, right? Like yeah, new Warrior Mall I've been listening to for years. Um, but the new additions would be a uh, crash dummies podcast with Pat and Mike, which is a really funny comedy podcast that I can't get enough of the Ringerverse, which I referenced the other day. Like they have, it's like, um, you know, the ringer, like the media outlet. Yeah. Um, it's, Basically, they're grouping a podcast that are all based on like nerdy content and like usually like TV and movie reactions. So think of like a kind of funny screencast or a kind of funny in review. Okay. But it's the Ringer's version of it. And like they have basically a bunch of podcasts within this podcast feed. And so in this one, they have the Midnight Boys, which does like, Boys. you know, invincible reactions. Oh, nice. Um, you know, low key reactions, like whatever the latest TV show, uh, Gen V, they had that as well. And it was that three-peat of TV shows that got me into it. And then they also did um, the review of Scott Pilgrim takes off. And so like, as I started listening to it, cause I wanted something to, that I can debrief to you, right? Like I yeah. need, I need some kind of like conversation around the thing that I'm listening to. That's not kind of funny because I talk to you guys all the time. Um, and, <laughs> <laughs> and like, this was a great one. Like I liked the vibe. I liked the chemistry. It reminded me of listening to kind of funny back when I w would listen more regularly. Like yeah. they have that kind of rapport. Um, and so, yeah, I've, I've been enjoying the different podcasts on the ring of verse. And then uh, the, this past weekend with Theo Vaughn, funny enough, I only listened to like a couple episodes this year, but that was enough to get See, it on my top five. Do you have enough to talk? Can you toss mine on Barrett, my uh, top podcast? It's one image over on the tweet you had up for me or whatever, where it's the exact same thing you're talking about, yeah. where there's the standard. Uh, number one, of course, is Death, Sex, and Money, a, po a podcast course. I've talked about for years now, being uh, my favorite run by Anna Sale. Number two, the kind of funny X cast, where, you know, of course, I got to keep an eye on what Gary Wood is saying. Of He's course. always up to something. This Paris Lily, I don't trust him. Three games daily. For Insight with Chris Van Vliet. Now, this mm. is a wrestling podcast. I'm shocked at this one because I thought not Sam Wrestling would have cracked the top five for me. But I think it's that I listen, Chris does so many interviews and they're shorter that yes. I think I just consumed more of those rather than the big chunks. See, of and that's Sam my wrestling. thing, too, where I've talked about this podcast, The Seven from Washington Post, which yeah. is seven news stories um, broken down in seven minutes. And so I'm listening to this podcast every single day. Yeah. But I think because it's seven minute episodes, the time isn't allotting to it's like, that, if I listen thing. to three Theo Vaughn podcasts, it's probably way longer. NPR does uh, the news on the hour. That's like, you know, a I don't know, eight minutes to seven minutes, probably something like that. Five minute podcast. That's just like what mm -hmm. they would play on NPR in between shows, but they put it up as a podcast. So I listened to that multiple times a day. So I was also shocked that wasn't there, but yeah. Yeah. Grand total time, right? And then yeah, for my music, like I had like basically the artists that are usually there for my Spotify Raptor in there. Like I think I had, I had Drake as my number one, which kind of disappointed me because I talked a lot of shit on the album that he dropped this year, and then I there listened to are. a lot of that album, drinking it in. And I also, mean, that's like, just your entire existence, bless. You talk a lot of shit about Drake, but then you and then I keep to listen listening to, to his music. But also, he drops so much music. He's dropped like. Four different times in the last two years. That's too many. And they're all different genres. Is Who the do you thing. think you are? The wait, wait, wait. Beatles? I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Isn't Alex J. Sandoval in the YouTube chat. Where is Charlotte Cardin on your list, Greg? Mm. Alex, get here on fucking time. Mm. We're in the podcast section of my list. Charlotte Cardin is number two on my top artists. Fucking mm. be here on time for this show. Grow up. Idiot. Fucking buy membership, gift sub, something or other. I don't know. How to, it's only on YouTube today, <laughs> and I'm not sure. Chat. I'm not sure how it fucking works. Do something over there. Get the membership. God damn it! I had Jake. I had Nas at my number two, which I'm actually pretty happy about. J Cole's in there. Uh, there's a rapper that I've listened to like for the last decade, named Andy Minio, who's like a Christian rapper, but I've kept listening to him because like 
he makes really good music. Like it's all, it's very, all about Jesus. Uh, yeah, like half the time it's about Jesus, yeah. but then the other half of the time he is talking about life and also like biblically accurate Satan. Biblically accurate <laughs> Satan, but then also like a lot, yeah, a lot of like uplifting messages. And he's also really good at rapping and making music. And so like out of all the Christian rappers that I've dropped because I've stopped going to church in the last however many years, yeah, um, he's like stuck around because I'm like, oh, you actually make really good music, um, and you keep me grounded. You know, you keep me connected to what's going on in the spiritual world. Um, but yeah, like it's it's always fun looking at the Spotify rap. I am mad though that it cuts off. I think mid-September or something, or maybe mid-October. Yeah. It cuts off uh, too early. Yeah. Because if it was caught up to, like, what I was listening to last week, there's no way. Like, there are some there's some albums that came out in the last month and a half that I've been Oh, so, th that's it. so I didn't yeah. get to post the cool, like, look in Spotify rap because I don't have Spotify, but I have Apple Music. And I do think Apple Music tracks, like, up at, like... I think they're still tracking technically because if I look at like my top artists, mm. uh, my number five is Hot Mulligan, which I only started listening to them like two or three weeks ago. Um, so that is a, a nice little bonus. And like their album that came out this year is already my third most listened to album this year. Oh, yeah. Fucking rips. Uh, here's the thing. Right, Darko in chat says, no love for JPEG Mafia, bless. If you go over to my Instagram, if you click through the stories, my top five, I have a JPEG Mafia song. I have a JPEG Mafia song from like four years ago, too. Hell yeah. I hate all these, up. <laughs> all these fucking losers. All these kids, you know, man. Like, coming up in the doing. YouTube chat get thinking they got a chance, just getting Sparta kicked back in the hole. Uh, before we actually get into the today's stories, I want to bring up something from Snowbike Mike. I don't know if Snowbike Mike is listening to this show. If not, I'm trying. I'm trying to summon Snowbike Mike, and so I'm just gonna like put out the Snowbike Mike, Mike energy. Because as I was gathering the news stories, I saw a story on IGN. Oh, there he is. I saw a story of IG on IGN that was like. Tribes 3, new gameplay and screenshots revealed. And I saw that, and I was like, oh, nobody cares. I don't know Tribes what this is. Tribes 3, Yeah, I bro. saw that, and my, in my head, I was like, oh, it's like a tries the Midgard thing. Like, no, I don't no, care no. what the fuck this is. And then I saw you posted it on the in the Slack, and I was like, oh, why does Mike care about this Tribes mm -hmm. thing? And then I saw you tweet about it, and I was yeah. like, oh, this is a first-person shooter? Right. Can you Old tell school. me about Tribes? What the What is up yeah, with Tribes? Yeah, this uh, 90s, early 2000s first-person shooter game that I... One of my first PC games, bless. So this is why mm. it's so near and dear to my heart. This is where it all started going wrong for him. It's like your Jeff oh, Force Gemini. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. And so this one is a very fast-paced, twitchy shooter, uh, similar to like a Unreal Tournament okay. and Quake-type vibes where like you're freaking out on the screen. But it has like skiing slash like a gliding mechanic. So you have a jetpack that you'll jump up in the air, and then you'll glide off of a downhill su like surface, and you'll fucking ski down, mm -hmm. and you're shooting at people. Tribes back in the day was the awesome game that I loved so, so much. Just like Unreal Tournament. Fun, fast-paced, awesome team-based shooter. Is it so it's, it's crazy that, that they're making a third one? Yeah, so I guess it's interesting. They made Tribes from like the 90s into the early 2000s, maybe like 2012, I said in the article on IGN. Mm -hmm. And there was a team under the banner. Someone will help me. There's like another studio that you're well familiar with. They came and made a little team under that umbrella went off by themselves, and now they brought tribes with them, and they're making the new tribes. Awesome. Well, congratulations. I'm happy. Yeah, if you're looking for a good first-person shooter, keep your eye out on this. You can sign up for playtests right now, which I just did. And I think if they can really nail this, it will be a fun time. It looks like it's coming to consoles as well, so it's not mm. just on PC. And if they can do more than 5v5, right now it's just 5v5, but I'm thinking if you can get up to like 12v12, kind of get some crazy action going on, this is going to be a really fun time. And uh, I'm hoping to add another good first-person shooter to the lineup, Bless. Oh, yeah. Baron, is this is this Tribes 3, or what is this something Yeah, this else? is the playtest that they're the showing. This is, this is Tribes 3. So it's a little bit quieter, but you'll see him. He's flying around. He's using the ski mechanic and kind of 
getting all of that energy going. It's so cool, man. Oh, yeah. And is the, I forget if you, did you say the developer? Is yeah, I'm trying to remember the, yeah. High res. So it's high res, but it was a team under high res. Was high res, who, who, what did they do? Smite. Okay. And they did, um, they didn't do Split Lethal Gate. Company. Okay. No, they did not do Split Gate. Yeah, gotcha. yeah, not Split Gate. Lethal Company. Okay, and that's the one that's hot right now that everybody's loving. Lethal Company. Yeah. Yeah, that was that third person, or that was like over the shoulder third person game that everybody enjoyed. Yeah. Yeah, that was okay. cool. Oh, Keep yeah. an eye out for this one. Keep an eye out. Mike, thank you so much for the update. Talk Xbox at the Game Awards soon. We're about to talk about that, too. You're about Ooh. to get a lot of that. Because today's stories include Xbox appearing at the Game Awards, some big Sonic news, and more, because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily, each and every weekday at 10 a.m. live right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games and Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily remember you can use Epic creator code kind of funny on all Epic store and Epic in-game purchases like rocket league and fortnite to help support the channel to be a part of the show head <laughs> to kindoffunny.com slash kfgd to write in with your questions squad ups and more and remember patreon.com slash kind of funny will get you the show ad free plus a bevy of bonus content before we even get, a, get into housekeeping, one thing I meant to bring up in the Spotify wrapped conversation, right before the show, I was going through, because Spotify, if you go on your Spotify app, they'll give you these messages from artists. Yeah. That if you've listened to like, I got one from music. Taylor, no big deal, everybody. I, I mentioned to you, I was like, oh, it's a bummer that we didn't get hit up to give messages to our listeners. Sure. Do you want to give a message to the listeners that have been like, that, that have put us in their top 10, in their top five? That's a great idea. Yeah. Give Greg the one. <clears throat> Hey, listeners, we just wanted to thank you so much for making us one of your top podcasts of the year on Spotify. If you enjoy what we do, why not head over to patreon.com slash kind of funny, where, of course, you can get all the shows ad free. I guess it would affect if we're your top podcast next year. But really, don't you think you owe it to us? You've been listening over here all free. Why not come over and pay me? Because <laughs> if we're not here next year, it's really your fault, isn't it? Have you thought about that? Remember, whatever happens to me and my two-year-old son in the next year is because of you and your lack of support or support. Do you want blood on your hands? Do you want to be the cause of another news story in the old newspaper that's talking about a man who lost it? I don't think so. Thanks for your support. Not here next year. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> uh, housekeeping for you. A new games cast is up and it's our game awards winners predictions. Uh, that's up on youtube.com slash kind of funny games. As a reminder, you can still get nerf Alice's iconic shirtless Spider-Man shirt as the premium collector's item this month. Get yours <laughs> over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. Uh, and then ever wondered how weird Greg was as a kid. Well, now we have a definitive answer. The second episode of Greg's childhood home videos is live right now on youtube.com slash kind of funny. Look at this kid. Look at this. Oh, you're doing Could you a disco imagine dance. this would be, yeah, I, this is after I time traveled back to the 70s in my aunt and uncle's bathroom. All right, then. Yeah, you can go check that out. YouTube.com slash kind of funny. And also, if you want all the episodes, uh, the <laughs> this is straight <laughs> out of the dark night. Did you knock out the, you knock out <laughs> that the camera? That was me time traveling. That was oh, the time travel. Oh, so man, the time look at traveling that. Again. 
Did you say this straight out of the Dark Knight? <laughs> yeah, when remember when he's like, I'm a man of my word. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I thought you implied that there was time travel in the Dark Knight. I was like, fuck, I got to go watch that movie again. Uh, but yeah, if you want all the episodes, they're live right now on Patreon.com slash Kind of Funny. Otherwise, you can wait for them to come out weekly right here on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny. I guess right over there at YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny because right now we're on Kind of Funny Games. You get what I mean? Uh, the KFW season finale, Slams Giving, is live after KFGD only on YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Games. Uh, of course, thank you to our Patreon producers, Jackson Hamm. Hampton and Delaney Twining. Today we're brought to you by Shady Rays, but we'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Roper Report. It's time for some news. We have nine stories today. God damn! A baker's dozen! A high story count, which means I probably shouldn't have wasted so much time at the front of the show. No, but hey, we're, we're having, having fun. We're having fun. Story number one. Xbox confirms plans to appear at the Game Awards after last year's no-show. This is Taylor Lyles at IGN. After a noticeable absence last year, Microsoft confirms that Xbox will have some news to share at this year's Game Awards. In an email sent out to some, including IGN, Microsoft confirmed that it won't, that it won't be a no-show again at the 2023 ceremony, teasing fans that there will be major announcements and more Xbox news you won't want to miss. While Microsoft did not explicitly say what type of Xbox news would be at the event, the company has many games in development, and it recently acquired Activision Blizzard after a lengthy process. Xbox's biggest rivals, or sorry, Xbox's biggest reveal from the Game Awards 2021 was a sizable gameplay trailer for Hellblade 2 Senua Saga. But with the studio having several games in development, including Avowed, Stalker 2, Everwild, State of Decay 3, Hellblade 2, Sinu Saga, and a Fable reboot. It's really hard to pinpoint whether it will share updates for all or some of these games, or if Xbox plans to announce an entirely new game. Greg, what do you think? Updates. Updates? I mean, I won't throw, I won't say there's not a chance of a new game. Obviously, there could be a chance of a new game. This is just exciting. This is what we, we want from Game Awards, right? Jeff's out here saying they're not going to say world premieres anymore. We all get scared. Mm -hmm. What are we getting into? What are we going to do in LA when we're there? Mm -hmm. Drunk off our asses in the crowd. Very drunk. Me, head on a swivel. Yeah. No one's getting on stage this year. <laughs> oh, <all right>. <laughs> are you the beefed up security? Yeah. Oh my God. I'm the sleeper agent out there. <laughs> Jeff's going to whisper, like activate my division watch and I'm going to be ready to go. I'll be activated. This is a reference to the Ubisoft division. Tom mm. Clancy's division. I, didn't, I do not remember the watches in division two. Like all these people were secret division agents, right? Even uh -huh. like their husbands and kids and stuff. And then the thing would go off and they're like, I got to go. Wait, <laughs> they really? were just like, yeah, this is the actual plot line of the division. They were, they were among <laughs> you as teachers. Did and I skip every cutscene? I mean, it's the first cutscene in the game. In, so. the, in the first division or the and second, second one? Yeah, they, they, go, really? they, go, they go into this whole I definitely thing, do like. not remember any cutscene from the division. Yeah. I just remember exploring the museums. At some cool point, Barrett, when you're done showing this, I need you to, uh, showing your dragons here. Your little dragon I'm game. Just saying, maybe they re-announced Scalebound. Oh, I would maybe. love if they re-announced Scalebound. Oh, man, I do not remember Scalebound looking this rough. You go get that division uh, opening cutscene, though, and you find that watch going off and them leaving. Because there's like a, like, either a mom, I think it's a mom just leave, like setting the table. Mm -hmm. She's like, oh, fuck y'all. I got to go <laughs> save the world. You division know? one or division two? Division one, I believe, is that one that one is? Division one opening cutscene. Uh, anyways, though, mm -hmm. this is exciting. This is cool. Uh, my, my hope, because I think that it makes more sense to hope right now yeah. than anything else. My hope, my hope, my hope, my hope would be Fable. My actual bet would be Hellblade. My, Again? Yeah. And maybe put a date on it. Maybe do something. You know what I mean? Maybe mm -hmm. not just show the big baby chasing or whatever. But like, I think there's now a lineage with Game Awards and Hellblade, right? Like, I feel like that was where it originally got announced. It feels like it would make sense to come back here and debut something here. Did you scrub ahead or is this just, this is just from the yeah, start? Yeah, this is near the end. 
Oh, yeah. See, so look, yeah. At, look at the watch about to go what off. What the fuck? <laughs> well, see you later, honey. I got to go stop the dollar plague. The dollar flu. Wait, so in the story of The Division, because the whole thing is the dollar flu, right? Where, yeah. like, was it terrorist? Was it a, yeah, attack? a terrorist attack? Yeah. yeah look at this man. He's a fireman. He's about to go be a fireman. He's like, I gotta go. Well, like, somebody's just sitting there with their house on this. fire. Daddy, can you read me a story? I gotta go fucking so like, shoot. Why is my house still on fire? I gotta go hours. shoot a bunch of guys somebody in gas masks. Put out my house. I'm leaving a bar to go do this. A person's drunk as fuck about to go stop yeah, the right. terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I just drank three Moscow mules in a row and I gotta go stop <laughs> oh, the terrorists. <laughs> so did, did they know the dollar flu was gonna happen? Or is no. it just like... They're like they're like the last. I forget. Like there's a whole thing there. It's like they're, they're the like last shield. line of defense. And you know, if, if it, they're like you, they only get would get called out in the oh. worst thing of all time. Do you do you think we have that in real life? No, I think we've shown time. So that'd and time be really again. cool if like your watch started glowing a real like a weird color, yeah. and you just got up and left. And I'm like, <laughs> me and Bear's like, what the fuck is Greg going to do? And then like five hours later, we see on YouTube just saving saving all of us from the terrorists. Sure, that'd be awesome. That'd be really cool. That'd be really cool. Um. Yeah, I mean, I think Hellblade is a safe bet, just because you're right in terms of the, line the the lineage of Hellblade being at the Game Awards. Like, I feel like any update we've gotten on Hellblade has been at the Game Awards. I'm a little bit tired of it, but I guess it would make sense. And especially if it has a release date, I think that would be the final stamp of, all right, like, you got the reveal, you got the, you know, cool gameplay trailer, you got the uh, FMV trailer thing that they did, and now here is the release date, and it's out in the, f in the first half of next year. I think that would be a dream scenario. I also think that's the other thing is I think what are Xbox's plans for the first half of 2024, right? I don't think we're going to go through the first half of 2024 without having something that is first party. And maybe it's a year wrong. Do they even have anything announced currently? I've not, I've not looked at the slate for Xbox, but if not, I would think that, yeah, you're putting out something in the first six months, but six months. And I would think, yeah, Hellblade would make sense. I don't know if there's anything else. I got a vow doesn't feel like it's around the corner. No, Fable doesn't feel like it's around the corner. Sadly, Outer no. Worlds 2 does not feel like it's around the corner. Sadly, no. Yeah. So that's a tough one to figure out. Like, I think, you know, Starfield DLC. I was going to say, well, I think we are in that place where you could do Starfield DLC. You could, you could announce an expansion there and what that's going to look like. That could be a fun one to go for. You know, I think I know that I am in a minority. It's a smaller game. I'm excited for State of Decay 3. Mm -hmm. I love State of Decay as a franchise. Didn't love State of Decay 2, but I'm excited to see what they're next one would be yeah uh, we have still like mike the host of the x cast waiting the wings i believe on uh, no was it yesterday on the post show or was somebody else talk yeah yeah we talked a little bit about gears yesterday didn't we like with that you think there's gonna oh, be a chance a of gears out there yeah uh of course we're gonna talk about this on the x cast it's just a big xbox day today for all of us here kind of funny but it's uh, glowing green yeah it's pretty exciting to think about what is at the tgas and yeah when we talk about gears right i think the big teaser that you would put out there is gear six right even mm. if it's just a splash screen with the cool cog logo and six next to it it is time to probably get the xbox fans really excited about another tent pole title for your franchises and it is that gears one yeah the opposite side would be like is that marcus phoenix collection aka the gears collection actually real mm. would we ever see that we've gone back and forth on like rumors of it is real no it's not real it's not happening right but I think a Gears announcement for Gear 6 is the correct move, just a small teaser. But if you were to get a Marcus Phoenix collection, that would be a big win in the Gears world. Um, when I think of Undead Labs and State of Decay, I don't think we'll see that. I think that is a game that is in probably some problems. We saw that the studio had some issues Who's just last year. Undead Labs and State Thank of Decay. You. Yeah, yeah. So I don't think we will left, see right? that yeah, yeah. one anytime soon. Uh, Hellblade 2, like you said, yeah. this has to have a date. It is time to put a date on that. And that it is, is that first half journey. of next year? 
Yeah, I believe so. Okay. I, I think it will be first half. Uh, some other ones that I have down, I know Greg brought up Fable. I think Fable would be a big win, but it's not on my big three guaranteed. It's on my uh, maybes. But I want it. I, know I didn't guarantee it either. I said yeah, yeah, I want no. it. Yeah, I like that. I mean, things that I want, a Doom teaser, right? Like, so, what is the next id project, right? And is it the Doom prequel? Will we see Doom here? Yeah. I, it's on my maybe. This, this, this is what I've been thinking about in, in regards to announcing new stuff from Xbox at a Game Awards or at a, at a non-Xbox mm-hmm. event. Now that Xbox has so many studios, like so, like maybe twice as much, if not more <laughs> studios than a PlayStation, right? Or a Nintendo. I would think that you need more than an Xbox showcase to talk about all your plans, mm, right? Like, mm. I don't know if you can condense all of your plans into a Xbox E3 showcase because, you know, like, there's just so much to talk about, right? Like, now that, now that it is Activision, Bethesda, and Xbox yeah. Game Studios, I'll think that you want to sprinkle around to other things and figure out how to, you well, know, paste it all out around the year. Yeah, that's very well said. And you saw that last year, right? We mm-hmm. saw Xbox try to branch out and try some other ideas, right? With that indie developer direct, they had that Xbox Direct as well, along with the summer one. So they've done other showcases. But I think at the TGAs this year, you will see three Xbox-centric announcements. I have three small ones here, mm-hmm. but I do not think you see anything Activision Blizzard King. We still need <laughs> yeah. that, hey, here's our sit-down, right? This is what we're going to do. I don't think we'll see a family plan for Game Pass, even though, man, Game Pass is getting expensive, and it's time is to have it? a conversation about Game Pass over oh, there. Um Games like Contraband, where you team up with Avalanche Studios, mm-hmm. right? It's like, where does that fall? I think that's a summer announcement type vibe. Um, Perfect Dark is a oh, weird man. one because we know that Perfect Dark has gone up and down. That would be a win in the Game Awards, but I do feel like that's a summertime thing that we will probably see that big deep dive. Indiana Jones would be another win be as so well, sick. but like, where does that fall? I think that's a summertime thing. Give it to me. Far out, right? Indeed. <laughs> what about um, IO Interactive, their uh, fantasy oh game that they're working we, on? Oh, with Xbox. Project Dragon or whatever. Yeah. I think they have a new name for that one. But uh, I actually want to see James Bond. I think James oh, that'd Bond. Be sick. That's not Xbox centric, but man, if you put on that James Bond intro and was like, yo. Game Awards here feels it is. right. For yeah, that. Game Awards yeah. feels quite right. And then another fun one for you. We talked about it just recently. Of course, the Fallout television show. You mm-hmm. could easily play a trailer for that at the Game Awards. That'd be dope. That would be a big win. That's you true. said no Activision King. Do you think not even a like a something from Diablo? Maybe glancing at their expansion. No, I mean maybe the next season. I think the expansion is too far out, and that's a summertime thing. So I don't think you'll see anything Diablo. You go down the list, right? Like Call of Duty. What do you want to see the next Call of Duty Warzone 3.0? Maybe mm-hmm. I don't think it's time yet for that either. So I think that Activision Blizzard King deal is too early to see anything significant out of that. I think they'll focus on the bigs that they have here and that is gears hellblade i would like to see a new xbox elite series 3 controller that would rival the dual sense with the features that Impossible. everybody loves Impossible. but uh, i do mm. think it is time to upgrade that hardware is it who oh. you try to you try but, to go after the dual sense jim ryan will see you in court well the, speaking of on that right the last thing i'll throw out there for prediction is it possible we see that new slate that was leaked in the court documents? You know, them talking about the Xbox Series, the mid gen updates, the mid gen updates, the the circular, like the um, mm-hmm. uh, cylinder shaped mm-hmm. one with, and they were with that they were talking about like up, updating the yeah. controllers to have some of the dual sense type. Exactly, too. they did. I, I do not want to see that at the Game Awards. No? I would like that for be a summertime thing. If we're gonna talk anything hardware, it would be the Elite Series Three. That's all I want to see. Okay. I don't want to get into mid gen at the TGA. This is what TGA's is where we got 
the first look at the Xbox Series you did, X, right? You did. You did. It's crazy. Uh-huh. So yeah, that was crazy. Yeah. So there's a lot of options. We're going to talk about it here on the Xcast. Of course, you can write in kindoffunny.com/xcast anytime throughout today. I'll get you in the show. Give us your perfect Xbox TGAs. I'll let these guys keep talking. There you go. Let's continue on. Are we just going to leave this mic here? Let's continue on with story number two. <laughs> I mean, it's all good. I was going to let Greg figure it out. Uh, story number two, publisher confirms Time Splitter Studio faces closure before Christmas. Boom! This is Andy Robinson at Video Games Chronicle. Time Splitter Studio, Free Radical Design, faces closure before Christmas. Publisher Playon has privately acknowledged. VGC reported earlier this month that Free Radical was at threat of being closed just two years after it was established as part of huge company-wide cuts at Embracer and its owned publishers. Although Embracer has yet to publicly confirm Free Radical's position, sources told VGC that PlayOn has now acknowledged in a a company email that the Nottingham, UK-based company would be closed on December 11th, following the completion of a consultation process. Quote, As we move through the consultation process and face the potential closure of Free Radical Design on December 11th, 2023, I want to express my gratitude for your your commitment and remarkable work you've done and still keep doing, wrote PlayOn VP Worldwide Studios and Talent Lars Jansen. I'm Lars Jansen. Why are there so many people named Lars (laughs) that work under Embracer? (sighs) Are they clones? Uh, this is all no, Lars I think it's, you know, you're being very culturally insensitive right, right now. Right. They look over here like, why are there so many Mikes? <laughs> why are there so many Sams over there? Why are there so many goddamn Toms in America? That's fair. This fucking sucks, of course. Uh, you know, I feel like we have had a, I was going to say a week, but it's been a month. It's been a year, obviously, of layoffs. And I mean, take it even away from just the, what, 8,000 layoffs that we were talking about yesterday in the video yeah. game industry and just bring it to Embracer Group, right? Since that, you know, distressing financial call the morning after everything fell apart we knew this was what was going to happen we caught we know that this was how it's going to shake out and this is how it will continue to shake out until we get to whatever the conclusion of this is going to be i do not believe that embracer has the roadmap uh or skill to get out of this yeah i think that they are going to continue to close things down uh the studios that they purchased and the people's lives they gambled with will continue to be the ones impacted until this gets to such a small thing that they're able to sell it off to somebody else or do whatever and get out of it. But I don't yeah. think embrace, they don't have a, they don't have a GTA six up their sleeve somewhere. That's going to be the one to reinvigorate. All they the have stock is price. Lord of the Rings, right? Which they talked about, like we got to exploit Lord of the Rings, but I think for how big of a company embracer is and for how many companies are under embracer, I think you're going to need way more than Lord of the Rings to keep all that afloat. Right. As we're seeing, unless you get the company very small. Yeah. Unless you get the company very small, which they're doing right. They're closing down volition. They're seemingly going to close down free radical. Um, and it sucks to see like, yeah, like the future of a lot of IP or a lot of franchises that we either, that either already exist and we love, or we're in the process of reexisting in the case of a time splitters where I'm not a time splitters person, but I know so many people that are time splitters people. And it sucks to get this, you know, get the promise of, oh man, we're going to see this thing again. I'm excited to see what that can be in 2023. And then two years into the studio's studios founding uh, and like not even having the chance to release anything, right? Two years of work just out the window because you made a bad deal as Embracer. Uh, That fucking sucks. But yeah, like I think we're going to continue to get these stories. I just hope that like, I don't know, man. Like I hope that it isn't, everything's gone. Like, I hope this isn't the Thanos snap of every studio, every company that's under Embracer because I look at Crystal Dynamics, I look at Iados, I look at so many studios that I love and already, Volition, already a studio that I love, right, has gone away. Yeah. I hope that this doesn't affect them in a way that is 
devastating to these studios. Yeah, when you get to something like that, when you're talking about a crystal, when you're talking about something that has established IP that ours is successful, you know what I mean? Like, uh, and this is a, a very callous analogy, but stick with me. Mm-hmm. It reminds me, if I, uh, of Embracer's position right now, it reminds me of playing Monopoly. And when it, you turn that corner and you start to mortgage, in this case, close, all the studios that aren't Boardwalk and Park Place, right? That aren't your big ones that have your hotels and whatever. And then really what it's going to be is selling back those things to try to get to where you are. And mm-hmm. so I, they're going to hold on to the big IP and the big studios for as long as they possibly can because those are the ones they're banking onto. Well, if we can get the Tomb Raider out, that right is being co-published by Amazon. I forget the deal that Amazon I has always with forget, it, yeah. right? But there's money to be made there. There's something happening there. There is a game and an IP that people care about that are right there. You can get down to having a crystal and you can get down to having Lord of the Rings and you can hope to leave a bank account. When they start selling those off, that's when it's really the writings on the wall that this is the end. At least mm-hmm. as I would say as we know them, but do we really fucking know Embracer? No. All we've known about Embracer is they buy weird ass shit and yeah. expect this to make money. And they somehow. put out the weirdest double A games yeah. like that don't that do not feel of this era, they right? Listen they listen to a podcast Row where I'm like, I love Kingdoms of Amalur. And they're like, we bought it, we're putting it out, and we're making a DLC for it. I'm like, that doesn't yeah. sound like a good idea. It's like, all right, <laughs> like, whoa, 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 whoa. That's yeah, it's a- like, we're going to put out Darksiders. And it's like, all right, cool. Like, a lot of people like Darksiders, but isn't that weird? Like, it's like, where are these decisions coming from? But yeah, we'll continue to see what, what is up with Embracer. Um, let's talk about Sega and Sonic Sega. and some news that excites me. But before we get there, I want to tell you about patreon.com slash kind of funny over on patreon.com slash kind of funny. You can go, you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by shady rays. Tis the season of giving, get the perfect gift for a special someone yourself or both. Our friends at shady rays have you covered with premium polarized shades and quick swap snow goggles that won't break the bank. Shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers an unrivaled product that's just as good as any expensive pair that we've worn. Durable frames and world-class optics for all outdoor adventures with an extensive array of styles and colors, you're bound to find the perfect pair of Shady Rays sunglasses. You already know I've been out Pokemon going and Shady Rays have been making me look as dope as I want out into the real world. And that's not all. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. Shady Rays is currently in their biggest sale of the year for Black Friday. Don't miss out on the best deals for shades, snow goggles, and prescription sunglasses. You can go to ShadyRays.com and try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250 thousand people again that's shadyrays.com for their biggest sale of the year and we're back with story number three sega says yakuza and persona mobile games may be coming uh, plus a sonic and angry birds crossover this is there Chris we Scullion go that's what i was looking for video games chronicle Love it. sega says yakuza and persona mobile games could be on the way as reported by mobilegamer.biz sega's ceo Oh, co-COO. Uh, <laughs> the way it's written. I hear you. I hear you. The C-O-C-O-O. Uh, Shuji Utsumi <laughs> appeared at the RovioCon event in Helsinki today to discuss Sega's mobile feature following its acquisition of Angry Birds Would Studio Would you be stoked to Rovio. go to the RovioCon if I was This is like... an insane sentence. The, the, C, the co-COO of Sega went to RovioCon in Helsinki to discuss Sega's mobile Hell feature. Yeah. After after acquiring Angry, Angry Birds Studio, uh, Utsumi reportedly said that uh, new Angry Birds animated projects are in production and that new Rovio games were in development for PC and console. He also made a reference to Sonic and Angry Birds crossover, uh, joking that the two IPs were currently dating. 
Oh, yeah, dating is in quotes. Whoa. <laughs> moving on to mobile. Is it serious? I mean, I mean we'll they're see. about to have a child. It sounds Whoa. like. Yeah. Shit. Uh, moving on to mobile. Help them married. Uh, moving on to mobile games. Utsumi said that by merging with Rovio, Sega is able to expand its own range of mobile games, which could lead to mobile versions of some of its other IPs. Quote, currently Sega and Rovio have been working on new mobile projects uh, based on our own IP. But Sonic is not the only IP to benefit from the mobile platform expansion. It will be a potential <coughs> strong tailwind for other key Sega IP, such as Yakuza and Persona, end quote. When it originally announced in April that it planned to acquire Rovio, Sega said it wanted to bring the Angry Birds studio on board to bolster its own live service mobile game portfolio. According to its statement at the time, Sega wanted to use Rovio's distinctive know-how in live service mobile game operation to bring Sega's current and new titles to the global mobile gaming market where there is large potential, end quote. There's a lot to dig into here. First, I want to say that I called this shit. <laughs> <laughs> the first thing to dig into, first, blessing was I, right. I was right when they and when they acquired Rovio and the Angry Birds thing. The first thing I jumped to was, hey, they're gonna do an Angry Birds and Sonic crossover, and they're talking about doing an Angry Birds and Sonic crossover. They're dating, and it's, they're dating. Gonna, it's gonna happen. It's, it's gonna bear fruit, as they say. It's gonna be weird. We're gonna get through this together. Is it gonna be weird? Yes, I don't know how it's not gonna be weird. I I, I, I imagine what I imagine is a mobile. Sonic Angry Birds game, right? You're flinging. I've never played Angry Birds, but but I imagine that you're flinging the birds at, at structures and taking down the structures, right? Is that it? Yeah, that's exactly how, okay, how. Cool. Yeah. I, so I imagine you're doing that, but with Sonic, right? I, I Sonic's like falling up. Bless started this off. I've never played Angry Birds, and then it was like, <laughs> here's exactly. And there's the pigs, right? There's some pigs. I'm knocking down yeah. their house, and I'm doing the thing. Here's the name of all the pigs. I'm pretty sure I'm not super. I watched familiar. the movie, but I've never played the <laughs> if game. If you ask me if there are pigs in Angry Birds, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be able to tell you. But anyway, you, I, it's Sonic. Here's what you're doing, right? You're flinging back Sonic, and you're aiming him at a bunch of rings. And the more rings you collect the better you do, the higher your score. And you can like pay money to maybe like, I don't know, get Sonic's friends and like their information. And so you fling all of them at the same time to get more rings. And the more you collect rings, the sure. better your score, right? Yeah. That's first and foremost. Secondly, oh, what is this? That is... This is disgusting. This is Sonic as a pig from Angry Birds. And then this is Sonic as an Angry Bird. Hmm. How does that make you feel? I don't like it. Here, I'm Baron, I'm sending you. I'm sending you. I'm just going to shout it into assets. I can't. Oh, no, no, there's assets. assets. There it is. Okay. Throw this up. Because the problem is already you're dreaming too big. Now, <laughs> granted, maybe this is their chance of like, hey, you know what? Let's do this right. A lot of years have passed. I just sent Barrett the trailer for Angry Birds Star Wars, which, or not trailer, I'm sorry, gameplay of it to show you what the game looks like. All they did is like, take mm. angry birds and then make them look like the, the pigs are just dressed like sand people. He kind of looks like Luke oh, yeah, in the background. That's you can all see. it is. Like, it's yeah. not like they, you so like, you're like, Oh, they're going to, they, they're going to, the thing you saw there where Sonic was the bird. That's exactly what it's going to look like. Now again, dream bigger. Maybe I know maybe this will be the turnaround, but angry birds. Remember when that was the biggest thing for like, a while. And it's about to be the biggest thing again with Sonic. Yeah. Like the fact that you had, that you're partnered up with Sonic. I think, it's a partnership that it, it just fucking prints success. You know what I mean? Like they're printing money with this thing. And so, yeah, I think in this, in one of the upcoming Sonic movies, I don't know, maybe it's the Knuckles spinoff series. You're going to run into an angry bird. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, that's, that's going to happen. That is a big call. That's going to happen. Um, and yeah, they're going to, there's going to be a lot, a lot to come out of that. Uh, is angry bird still a huge deal? Cause for a while there, I mean, you're talking like outrageous. 
I mean, I imagine it's still big enough. I think. It, I don't think it's at its peak. Yeah, sure. Roblox took over the kid, like the world for the kids. You know? Yeah. Like Roblox has had the world taken over though. Like Roblox, I'm pretty sure it was before Angry Birds even. It's just been in the ether, just printing money as well. But it, but not at the same level as it as it as it is now. I think it maybe has like Roblox. I I remember like I I feel like seven years ago in early 2019, several huge. games in the franchise, including the original title, were unexplainably removed from the App Store and Google Play. Fans of the original game adopted the hashtag hashtag Bring Back 2012 to demand the relisting <laughs> of the removed games. Responding to the campaign, Rovio explained the removal of the games in a blog post citing software uh, rot and the expiration of licensing deals. On March Plus, 31st, you know 2022, wrote. Rovio uh, released a new version of the original game titled Rovio Classics Angry Birds, marketed to its older fan base. Yeah, I guess, I don't know. Angry Birds was it's like, what, 2011, like 20 years? Yeah, at this point. I guess, yeah. I, I, my thing is Roblox is, I guess Roblox, sure, came into more popularity mid 2010s. Yeah. But I don't think it was Roblox that came and stole Angry Birds Thunder. Like, I, I think mean, those maybe, are two though. completely different things. Maybe. You never know. I mean, kids love both, but like, I think Angry Birds being such a mobile game, and I, when I picture people playing Roblox, I picture them on Xbox. I picture them on PC. Isn't it also a mobile thing? It probably is. I don't know. <laughs> but I, I feel like it's more of a... Con I, I would... I, this is me talking on my ass, right? But, like, I don't know if Roblox came to mobile and then took the Angry Birds audience. I think, like... I, I think the order of operations is, like, mixed up there. Um, that said, right? Like, I also think that other mobile games came through and probably, like... I think it was Fortnite. It was Call of Duty Mobile. It was, like, a bunch of things coming through and Genshin Impact and changing, like what the mobile landscape looked like. I could see that happening in, in Angry Bird kind of like falling into the background. But Angry Birds, I think, my th other thing with Angry Birds is that it wasn't just kids, right? Like Angry, Angry Birds, I put in the same category as a Candy Crush or whatever, where like That's where I think it is, it. where Angry Birds, you're talking about like who stole Angry Birds Thunder. I don't even know if it's that as much as the apps, the app marketplace and the app games on the app store just diversified and became no, no insults, but real games, fuller games. There's other things mm -hmm. to do. Yeah, you could go, you could still play bejeweled in candy crush and angry birds but there were deeper experiences if you want to go there is a roblox minecraft out there like you know the kids and that kind of thing like i still think the ease of playing angry birds whether you're young or old right is there but it is that idea as a kid might want a more deeper experience or a different thing or a licensed thing or whatever the next big franchise is they're playing and yeah. Fortnite, of course and everything else yeah i'm also curious about the yakuza and persona mobile game stuff um the persona mobile game barrett you can like fill me in but like i'm pretty sure that was already announced to some extent at least as a project name right Isn't i, I like don't know if uh the i was showing the gameplay earlier of the phantom x which is uh released in china and is slowly coming to other territories mm -hmm. um i don't think that's part of the rovio thing but i just found it funny of the way they worded it worded it where they're like oh yeah persona will get mobile games like well persona's had mobile games. Yeah, Persona's already have is already getting mobile games, right? Yeah. It seems like this PlayStation new one. to never forget. It's the new the next Persona mobile game it seems like yeah, it's going to come out in the West not too long from now. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see what the potential of that is, right? Like as long as they do it justice, it's I'm such not a mobile game person and so I couldn't care less, but I still go back to what our conversations have been for the last few weeks when it is, you know, being Mike, yeah, me and Mike talking about ultimate sack boy and how i'm like i feel like that's the bare minimum that i want like yeah, that yeah, is yeah. like such a basic way to do it and like it's fine it's whatever but if you're to look at yakuza and go 
all right, what do people like about Yakuza? Is it the activities? Is it the mini games? Can mini we take games, mini games yeah. and put them onto the mobile thing and make that a fun thing? You know, I think that could be cool. If you are looking at Persona and going, what if we made a Persona Q style game or a Persona Tactica style game and made that a mobile thing? Um, I think those could be the the directions you take, but sure. we'll have to wait and see how they treat it. We will. It. We will. For now, let's see right now what Shadow the Hedgehog looks like. In the Sonic the Hedgehog 3 movie. This is story number five. Sonic the Hedgehog 3 reveals his first look at Shadow. This is tweeted out by Jeff Fowler, who's working on the movie. Uh, he tweeted out, off and running. Running is in all caps. Hashtag Sonic Movie 3, only in theaters, December 20th, 2024. We got a nice little shot of Shadow's feet. Now, this isn't Idris Elba and hurt his show. No, no. Okay. So Idris Elba, he's, he's, knuckles. he's Knuckles, and it seems like he's going to have a Knuckles spinoff thing. Not it seems right. They were filming that right, or working on it before the strike it, or whatever. It was reported. I forget if it was ever officially confirmed. That that can be funny.com slash you're wrong. It had it been officially confirmed. Um, but no, this is going to be the actual movie because if you remember, I'm going to spoil uh, Sonic the Hedgehog Please two, y'all. All right, at the end of Sonic the Hedgehog two, the post credits, you get the first look at Shadow the Hedgehog. He's in like uh, this container. He's being created, or maybe he's just like I don't know in this hyperbolic time chamber. I can't tell. But you see Shadow the Hedgehog, which implies that yeah, Shadow is going to be the one of the main antagonists. Uh, protagonists, anti-heroes, we'll see in Shadow in Sonic the Hedgehog 3. You and me are at the Game Awards in LA next week. Yes. One week from tomorrow. Mm -hmm. We've already drank our faces off with Phil Spencer. We're there, sitting through the thing. Adris Elba goes up, he wins best performance, right? Yeah. We go to the after party, Adris is there, he's got his, he's got his. You mm -hmm. walking up and you asking some questions about Sonic? Is that where you're starting? You gonna start no, with some cyberpunk? I'm not gonna start, I'm gonna get to Sonic. Yeah. I'm not gonna start with Sonic. I'm gonna start with Luther, because I'm such a big Luther fan. Sure. And be like, yo, that movie, I'm going to lie to him and be like, yo, that movie, <laughs> the Luther movie from yeah. last year, fantastic. <laughs> what if he immediately is like, no, it sucked. I know I'm it like, sucked. No, you're right. It sucked. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I lied to you. Uh, but that's first and foremost. So I'm going to talk to him about Luther. And then and th I think then I immediately get Sonic. <laughs> I'm be like, so yeah, like, you know, uh, you got to say something about cyberpunk. You love cyberpunk. Yeah, I think I, I think I parlay into a video game conversation because I okay. think talking to Idris Elba, I'm nervous, right? And like. When I'm nervous, what's the right thing to do is to find a conversation I know I'm comfortable with having, right? Yeah. So, like, that's video games. I can talk about video games all day. And so I think it then becomes, like, yo, man, like, you've been in the games, like, in the game series for a minute. Like, you've been doing Sonic. You've been doing Cyberpunk. Like, how's that going for you? And, like, yeah. you know, I parlay. Yeah. And then the more we get into that conversation, the more I'm like, all right, so what's up with the Knuckles TV show? Like, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, it's going to yeah, get yeah. multiple seasons. Like, what's the, what's the word? Like, what's the secrets? Like, tell okay. me. Yeah. I appreciate that. That's some number one journalist right there. You Thank know what you. I mean? Thank you. What, um, what celebrities are, do you plan to talk to you at the Game Awards? <laughs> I don't know who's gonna be there. Al Pacino was there last year. I didn't see that coming. I mean, we know Idris is there. Uh, I guess. Do we know Idris is there? Is that confirmed? I guess he's not. nominated. I don't know. If, I don't think it's been confirmed he's there. Yeah, I guess I'm Jeff hasn't started doing there. the like the Muppets are here and Weezer's here and all that jazz yet. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. We'll see. I guess. Oh, I'll, 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 I'm going to circle back to this question. What band is going to be there week? this year? I hope it's. Not, I hope it's not Imagine Dragons. I'm going to toss out... No, that's too what bad. Do, what song did Imagine Dragons do this year? Was I, it Starfield? Starfield. Oh. Children of the oh, Sky. Shit. Yeah, so there's they a, are going to be there. There's a non-zero chance that we see Ooh. Imagine Dragons. I, I would, I would says love old gods a band from, that was featured in Oh, if they Rush. got old gods of Asgard, come on. Oh. That'd be sick. That'd be sick as hell. What'd you say, Barrett? Uh, like one of the bands featured in Hi-Fi Rush, I think would be sick. Oh, yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah, give me like gods of Asgard is a good one. Me like a uh, the Star Wars band that plays. Yeah, since we got a Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Yep, that'll uh, probably you nailed that. Yeah, yeah. So that'll be that. Oh, right. what's the? There's the name of the actual band that did like an original Star Wars song for the first one. I forget what they were called, but they kick ass. Blink One Eighty Two. No, probably Blink One Eighty Two. Fall Out Boy. 
No, it was not. Three a, days grace. It was not a band from America. Skillet. Not a band no. from America. Thousand foot crutch. Okay, you're the you're Beatles. Done. Who do you want to voice Shadow? <laughs> oh, great question. Oh, that's a really good question, Andy. Yeah, I would. I would like Andy to do it. Um, ooh, I don't know, dude. I mean, I've got an answer right next to you, man. Oh my God, could you imagine? Shadow comes up and he's like, "Hey, man." Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody says Keanu. Keanu would be really cool. Ooh. A Keanu Reeves Shadow the Hedgehog would actually be perfect. He sounds. I don't know. Like Shadow has to be serious. He has to be a bit like young Keanu. I feel like could do Shadow. Yeah. Somebody says Ben Star. That'd be fun, but like That'd I don't. I don't fun. think I want Shadow with like. I don't want Shadow sounding like Clive. You know what I mean? Like I don't. I don't <laughs> want Shadow with a British accent. Even though I think he might. I don't even know. It's you been a while. Play since around I with different Shadow. voices. It's not like it's just his one voice. That's true. Jason Statham says somebody in chat. Jason Statham would would be great actually. Will Arnett. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on. I could have sworn I had three Sonic stories. No, no. I guess we had three Sega stories. You, no, uh, I skipped skip story one. number four. That's yeah. what happened. Uh, story number four, Sega says Sonic Superstars had a weaker start than anticipated. Oh, this no. is Chris Golian at Video Games Chronicle. Sega has stated that Sonic Superstars didn't sell as well as it had hoped during its release period. During a financial results briefing presentation held this month, Sega Sammy Holdings president and group CEO Haruki Satomi said the game had a weaker start than Sega had planned, but hoped that things would eventually pick up. Quote, Sonic Superstars was released in October, which is a slightly weaker start than we had anticipated, Satomi said. But in reality, when Sonic IP sells the most is mainly November to December, and more than 90% of this title's marketing costs will be spent in the Thanksgiving and holiday season from November onwards. In a Q&A session following the presentation, Satomi was asked why he felt Sonic Superstars sales had been lower than expected. Quote, we believe that the impact of other companies' major titles released at the same time is significant, but we plan to expand the promotion towards the holiday season, especially in the overseas market, Satomi said. As if you remember, Sonic Two Stars. <laughs> if you remember, what, what do you got for me? Sonic what do I need to remember? It came out at the exact same time as Mario Wonder inspired me. I do remember that, actually. You know, a couple of the same, maybe the same day as Hot Wheels Unleashed, like a week before I'll wake to you. Not the best, not the best move. Yeah, especially with Mario. I think you could have gotten away with releasing at the same time as Spider-Man because it's two completely different games. When you release a Sonic right next to a Mario and they're Not, both that's, 2D that's platformers, bad. That's bad. That's, and you can you, like you have the direct comparison. I'm a mom and I go to the Best Buy and I'm, I look at Sonic and I look at Mario. I'm picking Mario. I'm sorry. Even me as a Sonic fan, I'm picking Mario. Um... But also, I'm not too worried about this, right? I, to their point, Sonic sells best from November to, to, to hey, This December. is where the turnaround will happen for sure. Yeah. Well, I don't think it's going to turn around and become one of the best-selling games of the year. But I think it is that thing where Sonic is kind of like Pokemon, where people are going to buy it no matter what. It's on the Christmas list. Yeah, it's Sonic on the Christmas Sonic is a kid's list. thing. When I bought, uh, you should eventually get to an age where you stop caring so much about Sonic. Well, I don't know if I'd say that. Sonic is a kid <laughs> thing. It's a cartoon. But it's also forever, right? It's a family game. It's the best family game is what it's nominated for. Um, but when I bought my, uh, or when I gave my nephew my Switch for Christmas last year, I gave him Sonic Forces also. I also gave him a Mario game. Don't worry, everybody. But like that was one of the games I gave him. I feel sure. like Sonic is that game that for Christmas, if you're buying a kid a console, it is the easy choice. It is a... Oh yeah, I know Sonic. Try oh, and true. Yeah, try we and know, true. We know oh, this guy. He we watched fast. the movie in theaters last year. Like, yeah, oh yeah, my yeah. kid loves Sonic. You yeah. know, I, that's what it's for. And loves so, chili dogs. Loves chili dogs. Sonic games usually always come out in a November period. And so I, even the fact that they stuck to October, I was surprised by. Um, but yeah, like it's there for Black Friday. It's there for Christmas shopping. That's the whole plan with it. And so 
We'll see. We'll see. We'll see it land in the top five we'll see. next we'll, year. We'll, yeah, we'll look for the <laughs> NPD at the end of the year. The NPD is about to go insane for Sonic. Just trust Matt me. Matt Piscatella, keep us posted on how Sonic uh, jumps up. Story number six: Unity is eliminating 265 jobs and, oh! <laughs> and terminating Weta FX partnership. This is Chris Kerr right? at Game Developer Weta. 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 Gary Weta. Engine maker Unity will cut around 3.8% of its global workforce, totaling 265 roles after ending an agreement with digital effects company Weta FX. As reported by Reuters, uh, Unity is terminating the professional services agreement it signed with Weta FX uh, after purchasing the company's VFX tools and development division in 2021. The move was confirmed in an SEC filing, which states that Unity has terminated its obligations to provide certain services to Weta FX uh, and also amended certain intellectual property rights between the parties. Uh, that same filing also confirms that Unity plans to shutter corporate offices in approximately 14 locations as it evaluates its real estate footprint. Um, I got a CFC for you, Greg. Oh, CFC stands for Context from Cameron. Hey, uh, Cameron Kennedy. Who's always pretty good on Twitter. I, I like I like following Cameron Kennedy's tweets, and also he's a kind of funny best friend. Uh, he tweeted out, "Okay, so what what Weta Digital was renamed to uh, was Weta FX two years ago uh, when the tools development division of the company was sold to Unity. Uh, this is still awful. Unity still fucking sucks lately. But the Weta Digital most of us think of when we see this is a different one, oh. right? And so if you recognize the, the the name Weta, right, like you probably associate it with." Lord of the Rings, Avatar, like yeah. they do a lot of visual <clears throat> effects. They've been historic for visual effects, founded by Peter Jackson, I believe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like this Weta Digital that is uh, uh, being terminated right now, right? Weta FX uh, is not that same one. Okay. Still sucks though, because of course. It's 265 people losing their jobs. And still, you know, Unity, you assume reeling from getting their fucking hand slapped, trying to go in the cookie jar with those pricing changes they were trying to pull, right? I remember yeah. when they did all that, and then John Riccatello stepping down and like, the re, you know, there's the drop of that and then the ripples off of it. And you assume this is part of that as the board, right? And stockholders try to get their money back where they want it. Yeah. Uh, this sucks. We're all just pawns in capitalism. Yeah. Scary times right now. Story number seven. Beyond Good and Evil is getting a 20th anniversary edition. This is Andrew Webster at The Verge. A cult classic is getting a makeover next year. Ubisoft announced today that it's working on a 20th anniversary re-release of Beyond Good and Evil that's expected to launch in early 2024. News comes after details of the release uh, were posted early to the Xbox store. Uh, not only that, but Ubisoft also accidentally uploaded an unfinished version of the game to Ubisoft+. Plus. You hate to see it. You hate ah, to see Ubisoft. it. Uh, this version is not indicative of the final game, the company says. As for what the anniversary release will entail, Ubisoft says only that, quote, our commitment to de delivering a game that meets the high expectations of our fans is unwavering, and we're dedicated to making it, it an experience that truly honors the legacy of the original. The now-deleted Xbox listing said that the game would support 4K, 60fps, with improved graphics, controls, and audio, along with the brand new autosave and cross-save features. Wow! Wow. Wild that the 20th anniversary of this game is coming out before Beyond Good and Evil 2, which was announced, what, seven years ago? Has it no really way. been that long? Six years ago? Six years sounds right. It was seven years that I gotta, I gotta check for gray hairs. You know what I mean? I'm gonna look like Greg Miller in a second. And I'm, of course I'm clowning, but do y'all think because they're making like a kind of big deal about this 20th anniversary thing, like maybe they're trying to... 2017 get, conference. So yeah, six so years. Yeah, ago. six years ago, coming up on seven. Jesus Christ. 
Um, do you think they're trying to get Beyond Good and Evil back into the, the mindshare of people to build up to... They're trying to fucking make money. They're trying to have a win. You know what I mean? As mm-hmm. they continue to eat shit left and right. Prince yeah. of Persia remake, just a nightmare. So then they, here's this new Prince of Persia game. It looks dope. Not taken away from it. Hey, here's Division Heartland. This will be out. Oh, no, still not out. Here's Division on the mobile game. No, still not out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Here's Assassin's Creed languishing a bit. Even though, of course, the Mirage we enjoyed here, but not, you know, the return to uh, the mega front of what Assassin's Creed was. I think uh, now you have the Avatar game coming up in a week. No way. Yeah. No week. way. <laughs> Isn't it? Isn't it next week? First let week me, of December? Look. Uh, Avatar Frontiers. It is, yeah, it is December. Yeah, early December, December. December number one is uh, Friday. December number one. <laughs> is that what we're doing? First this year. First this year. <laughs> yeah, December 7th is yep. the date. No next week. way. That There's... is in eight days. Wow. Wow. All right, cool. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I think it is, uh, to Greg's point, yeah, I think it is like, all right, here's another way to make money. People like Beyond Good and They know and people Evil. love them, and like, guess what? Beyond Good and Evil 2 is nowhere, nowhere to be seen. Yeah. You're not playing that anytime soon, so toss somebody a bone there. I, I will say, like, the, if you bring back up the art on Twitter, they do put the <laughs> Ubisoft original branding on it. Sure. Which they put on all their games now, but the fact that like they're taking an old game and making it Beyond Good and Evil Ubisoft original, both that makes me wonder like, oh yeah, it, like how much of a remaster is this gonna be? Like yeah, that makes me think that you're gonna do more to it. I know they mentioned 60 FPS and stuff, but like you know, like this almost it makes me think that it's gonna be more along the lines of like a Metroid Prime remaster where you you open it up and you're like, oh snap, this is like a surprising step forward from what the original is. I think that's exciting, but then also like I'll, the fact that I'd be shocked that if they did that. I mean, that'd be awesome if yeah. there was that much love and you know care put into it. Yeah, if there and if there is like that makes you start to think of all right like you know yeah what is up with beyond good and evil 2 what's the latest update it has been six years is the joseph, joseph gordon levitt thing going well like what, that's what did it that's what threw it all off what's up with that you know what was it click record or whatever like hit record is hit record thing, yeah. Yeah. that's still going yeah, that is his little site is still doing oh, that thing yeah, yeah. yeah are they still uh, taking people's art and not crediting it uh, crediting them for it listen the community is slowly making beyond good and evil 2 <laughs> and we'll we'll get it we'll get it sooner or later uh, story number eight, Netflix gets its biggest games yet with GTA Trilogy in December. Ooh. I'm pulling quickly from Ash Parish at The Verge. Netflix is adding the GTA Trilogy, the definitive edition, to its ever-expanding, ever-impressive roster of games. It'll be available both in the Netflix mobile app and offered separately to Netflix subscribers in the App Store and Google Play. Let's go. That's awesome. That's Again, really cool. We're just one. I, I put up an image uh, that Jen had captured when she was watching uh, Netflix a couple weeks ago, not maybe even a month ago, mm. of like it was finally on the splash page. It was Dead Cells. You turned it on, it was Dead Cells on TV. Really? Saying, hey, you got games or whatever. That's yeah, awesome. I tweeted it out. But it, it was never gone. We've never seen it since. Yeah. It was just that thing. It might have been maybe somebody hit a button earlier or whatever. It's or like, like when, they're testing when something. people were playing Assassin's Creed Mirage and they clicked the map button and then like an ad, for, or no, it was like Odyssey or something. And then an ad for Mirage popped up and Ubisoft right? was like, that. Oh, this is like last week. People made a big hubbub about it. Oh, yeah. They're like, all yeah, oh, yeah. ads in our games. Ubisoft was like, oh, no, it's all it's all good. We messed up. It was a mistake. I still think you're one day away from we're going to wake up and there'll be a press release of like, all right, Netflix has dropped the controller thing and it now syncs to your app and you can play all the games on your TV and yada, yada, yada. And I think mm-hmm. that'll be the big deal. Yeah. Good good get. Great get. My, Mike was playing them recently, weren't you? He says he puts up devil fingers and says, hell yeah. Every now and then I boot up Exploding Kittens because I like Exploding Kittens. Sure. Um, but I've not booted up anything else on Netflix. Not even Immortality. No, because I played it on Xbox. Actually, I played it on Steam Deck, which was a really good way to play that game. I really liked it. When's it coming to PlayStation? That's a really good question. I, I mean, want, game I, I want a the goddamn platinum. 
uh, I was going to say round nine. Story number nine. Number nine. This is kind of feedy brain. Uh, PS Plus for December has been revealed. Uh, this is tweeted out by PlayStation. We're getting some Lego 2K Drive, Power Wash Simulator, and Sable. I would say a stellar month. Whoa! For PS Plus. Yeah, a yeah. Stellar month. PS Plus. PS Plus. Yeah, that gets my stellar rating. Now, do I have to establish what the rest of the ratings are? Yes. But I'm going to start at Stellar. I think I think Stable, 2K Drive, and um, Power Wash, especially Power Wash. Like, they put 2K Drive as, like, the, the, big, the big one. Yeah, but I think it should be Power Wash. What was the deal? I remember everybody getting excited for 2K Drive, and then 2K Drive hit, and it yeah. was, like, mid, right? Well, it came out. It was fine. Okay. It's what you'd expect out of a Lego open-world racing It was game. them doing, like, the crew, right? Yeah it, it was, yeah, it was them doing, like, a little bit of, like, Forza, but, like, how do we make it family-friendly, especially sure. kid-friendly? And so it came off, I think, a bit generic it was cool it also came out at it the came most out in 2023 you know that's yeah a, that's its it came out problem. in may 2023 oh. right after zelda <laughs> like right after zelda right before diablo right before street fighter okay. i was one of the people that was excited for this thing but yeah i was stuck between zelda and street fighter so i never was able to get the time of the day i believe raj Bacorny really likes lego 2k drive that's a damning that's not that's <laughs> not, that doesn't help that's that a man help. completed golem so take that for what it's worth greg yeah very excited to see what other cool fun casual sports games that the 2k lego team can yeah, create of course but getting that you know, that 2k goal you know you know 2k goal there's soccer one goal. this is the soccer one they're making it's so far away if i want to know what's coming out to mom and grab shops today where would i look the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform is listed by the kind of funny games daily show hosts each and every weekday would it surprise me that I'm actually extremely excited for Lego 2K Goal? No, not at all. Yeah, no, it's their Lego soccer game looks fun. Remember Lego Dimensions? I do remember Lego Dimensions. Taking yeah. too soon. Remember when they had Portal in there? Yeah. Weird. Out today, we got Cross Blitz Early Access for PC and Wizardium Early Access for Wizardium. PC. If you're a Hexen person, you might want to check out Wizardium Early Wizardium. Access. New dates for you. Pokemon Horizons, the series, is premiering in the U.S. on February 23rd, 2024 on Netflix. Winter Survival endures frigid isolation on PC via Steam Early Access beginning Wednesday, February 28, 2024. Decapolice is delayed to 2024. Megaton Musashi Wired has been delayed to April 25th, 2024. Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia will end service on February 29th, 2024. I didn't even know that was that. I don't know if there's enough words in that title. Dissidia Final Fantasy Opera Omnia is a game that has existed long enough to about to be shut down. <laughs> <laughs> and then Dragon's Dogma 2 officially launches March 22nd, 2024 on Xbox Series X, PS5, and PC. Deal of the day for you. Uh, Fury, that is F-U-R-I, is $7.99 on the US eShop. And I believe it's also uh, on sale on the other platforms as well. Fury is a game that I highly recommend. If you like boss rush games, if you like hack and slash games, if you like, you know, top-down action games, Fury is a really good one of those. It's all bosses. It's all like, it has a really dope-ass soundtrack. All bosses, all it has a time. style that reminds me a bit of like an Afro Samurai. Like, it's, it's cool as hell. It was, PS, it was on PS Plus like in 2014 or 15 or something like that. That's how I got into it. And I was like, yo, this game rocks. And so um, check out some Fury. Eight bucks. Now it's time for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write in, let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong. So we can correct it for those watching later on YouTube and listening later on podcast services around the globe. Uh, Ginther the Great says Spotify wrapped ends as of Halloween. Okay. Yeah. So they stopped tracking your stuff as of Halloween. Don't love that, but I understand you got to cut it off sometime. Yeah. Uh, Nick Show says, correcting Mike here, he mentioned that Hi-Rez made Lethal Company, but they made Rogue Company. 
Get out of here, Mike. Rogue Company, really fun. I played that for like a week, a week or so, and I had a really fun time with that one. Uh, let's see. Mike said that the tribes, tribes was an early 2000s game. In fact, Star Siege Tribes, the first game in the Tribes series, was released in 1998, so it's a late 90s game. <coughs> That's, That's the same thing. Listen, it's Radic. You know? Can't be wrong. Can't do no wrong. Um, Dynamic says Paramore released This Is Why in February of 2023, and it's a banger. This is why. No, it's like this Ain't nothing is why. But a heartache. This is why. Ain't nothing but a Mad Exposure says the first game in the Angry Birds franchise was initially released December 11th, 2009, for iOS. 14 years ago. Fucking Christ. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Man, I'm about to I never That's half of my lifetime. <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, that's I half my lifetime plus a year. Um, Dar- uh, Dear Sixlet says Knuckles is already shot and filmed, expected to release early 2024 on Paramount Plus. There you go. We eaten. And then Sal Romano, shout out Sal Romano, uh, writes in. But is it really <laughs> Sal Romano? I mean, who is going to impersonate Sal? I will say Sal Romano followed me yesterday on Twitter okay. after the show. That's so true. 1,000% that's is Sal okay. Romano. Uh, they say Persona 5, The Phantom X, isn't out in China yet. At the moment, it's only confirmed for release in simplified slash traditional Chinese. Uh, Japanese release is probably a lock since the game is voiced in Japanese, but whether that or a global release will actually occur is still unknown at this point. Mm, Very, be, I think there might have been like a beta at some point, so I guess that's what we're uh, yeah. of. Very good you're wrong today. Y'all killed it. All right, so Baron, I just tra- tossed into... Uh, I can't... We can't do this again, Greg, where I, we I try to up, expose people. I opened up Sal Romano. Oh, he followed no. you on Twitter. I, I, it turns out I was already following him. Why? Well, it doesn't turn out. I was already yeah. following him, but I've never actually like opened it up or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I, like, this Sal Romano, what a good looking fellow. Yeah, very. I I would have guessed Sal Romano was older than me because I feel like this is a name that's been around forever. It's on the screen. Mm. You know, you can look over here. Yeah, but it's my eyes. I need to well, click, click on him. Bear, make him big. Click on Sal. I would have. Oh, I would have guessed Sal Romano guy. was older than me. I feel yeah. like I've known this name in Gamatsu forever. Yeah. Turns out, Greg, he's like fifty. He just ages. He ages very gracefully. <laughs> Unlike me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. I like in his Twitter description. He just says, "I'm Italian." I respect that. I respect that too. I wish also, I could have the courage to admit that I'm Italian. You know, I, I mentioned this for VGC the other day that like I'm like, how do y'all work over there? Like, what's yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they, you know, they, Gamatsu? How do you? How do you, like? Is it just you? Because every time I go to Gamatsu, it always says Sal Romano for like the writer of the article. And I know like your articles are very much like you're aggregating like, and you're like, it's not like you're doing like the big um, like editorial, like adding a bunch of context or whatever. You're really good at just being like, hey, this is the information. Like that's kind of what Gamatsu is. Yeah. Is that just you though? Because that's a lot of work you're doing, Sal. Yeah. Good on you. But also, I hope you're taking breaks and all this stuff. You know, smelling the roses, touching the grass, feeling the sun on your your face, all that good stuff. That's it for kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Tomorrow's hosts for KFD are going to be me and Tim Geddes. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday live right here on YouTube.com slash Games and Twitch.tv slash Games. Except for today because Andy's doing his thing. Oh, we should have said that. Yeah, uh, Andy's streaming right now. On Twitch, <laughs> he's watching Midnight Fuck Mass. Andy, though. We're gonna do the super chat, and then we're gonna do some KFW. All right. Oh, Andy's oh, yeah. over there in a sleeping bag, sitting there like a clown. Yeah, and so if you're wondering where Andy is, or if you're wondering what's going on on Twitch, he's watching Midnight Mass. And so there you go. Uh, but yeah, usually YouTube.com is kind of funny games, and Twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. Until next time, game daily.
This is why I don't leave the house. That's the Carrymore. Oh, okay. Pretty good album. Recommend it. The newest one. The newest one. Yeah. We didn't know it was new. Yeah. Okay. Hi, Mike. You're here. I'm back, baby. Uh, good morning and welcome to your Kind of Funny Games Daily Super Chat Post Show with me, Snowbike Mike, and of course your two incredible show hosts, Greg Miller and Blessing Out of Yoye Jr. It is a lovely hump day Wednesday, Whoa. Bless, here in November. Are you and celebrating? we're looking forward. Uh, you know, getting my hump on. <laughs> of course, kind of funny best friends. Don't forget, you can get involved in the show right now. You can write in with your YouTube super chats. Of course, we're only watching live on YouTube, so let's just keep it to the super chats right here, right now. Of course, if you're watching live on YouTube, you can write in with your questions, comments, concerns. We can dive a little bit deeper into one of today's news stories, or you can give us some of your predictions for the game awards or anything else. In between, we will jump in and read all of those, just like my good friend Bran Matz did to kick us off with a $10 super chat and says, hey, y'all, I recently went back and watched Greg's Starfield spoiler cast Thank and you. was wondering if he's went back and completed any more New Game Plus. What's the man up to? And the man was in quotes. Just Becky Lynch. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I, I play sure Becky Lynch. Yeah, and of yeah. course, if you haven't watched, if you've beaten Starfield since I put that up, or you're never going to play Starfield, please go watch it because I love that. That's one of my mm -hmm. favorite pieces mm -hmm. of content I did this year. Just a one man, hour long podcast ranting and raving. You got it, Greg. You can do that. I know I can. I'm fucking awesome. Blessing can do it too. He's pretty good. Yeah. Uh,. Thank you, I, appreciate it. I forget where I left it off. I think I left it off right that I told you guys in there that I had reset it one final time and I walked in and it was normal now and I was going to go romance Andreja on that playthrough. That is still where we have left it because I'm now, I still fight the urge, I'll, I'll let you know, and I'm starting to falter, but I want to just go play it. But it's like, I know that I need to play more Zelda. I need yeah. to do this other stuff. Like I need to do, and I'm playing stuff others, review redacted, yada, 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 to be ready for other shows that I'm doing. But it's still at the forefront of my mind that I want to get back to it. So there has been no movement, but we're still there. And I still think about that game just about every day. Wow. I That's love Starfield. terrific to hear. I love hearing that. Hell yeah. Plus, what's a game that you think about almost every other day? <sighs> that like you're not currently playing right now. Yeah. What's a game that's on the back of your mind still? Inscription. I think, oh, about cool. I think about Inscription a lot. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just well, the fact that it's so fun. And like, like you, you played it and beat it, though. I played it and beat okay, it, yeah. Okay. Okay. But like I go back to it every now and then because there is like an endless mode that you can go go do or like a challenge mode I should say okay. where like you you know turn on different like modifiers and so you're making the difficulty more based on like oh this run through you can only use two of this kind of card or whatever yeah. um, and so I go back and do that every now and then when I when I'm looking for something to play and knock out it's just so addicting though that like if I do it I have to be prepared to like be addicted to it for the rest of the day I like that yeah Mike what about you I like to think about Gwent ah yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. Let's jump into another fun one. CJ writes in with the $2 Super Chat and says, is 2024 the big showcase year for Sony? Big showcase year? What do you mean? That's what they wrote. Are we going to have I a guess, PlayStation like, showcase? Yeah, we're going to have a... Oh, you're thinking they're like that. I thought it was like the showcase year for Sony. Like, hey, here's all of our dope games. I mean, that's every year for Sony. Yeah. All right. Yeah, come on, Come on, That wasn't even this year. <laughs> what do you mean? So Spider-Man 2, baby. That's not every game. Spider-Man 2 is one game. It's a game. good video game. Yeah, that's all you need. What do you want to put Horizon Call of the Mountain up there? Showcasing all your big and best games? I like that I turned the corner to tell Mike to bring his mic up, and he instinctively like high-fived me from the other Yeah. Well, I was giving you the high-five, too. You know what I mean? Sony rules. <laughs> I mean, I think next next year will be very fascinating, and even Game Awards will be fascinating. Of the kickoff to next year, 
what are you doing? Are we doubling down on live services? Are we, we've already talked about sh stopping some of those. So do we have other single player things? Are we going to go and announce ghost? Are we going to talk about what's going on at Sony bend? Are we going to talk? There's so many unknowns right now. And I don't know when and how you start doing that and talk about it and lay out what we've talked about before with phase two of the PlayStation five, right? Now you mm -hmm. figure you have Wolverine. If we're looking at next year, even if it doesn't come out, I expect information on Wolverine, right? Which would carry be, be a tentpole for either next year or 2025. You do have Final Fantasy next year, which, of course, isn't a first-party game, but is an exclusive console-wise. So we have that to lean on. Sure, there's Helldivers, which gets me excited, but I know that that's not what we're talking about in this conversation. So what else do you fill in there, right? What is your big game if it's not Wolverine? Do you need a big game? Yeah. That's my thing is I think the question is, do you need one? I think the answer usually is no. Like, even this year, if we happen... Oh, wow. If okay. we happen... In 2023, if we happen to not get a Spider-Man 2, I think people would be like, oh, what the fuck? But I don't think it'd be a huge thing, right? Because we still got a Final Fantasy uh, 16. We still get, like, the big third-party games, right? And, like, you know, the life still goes on. Next year, I think... Life I, finds a way. I, next year, I think it's a similar thing where... Cool. Wolverine could be next year. It couldn't. It could not be next year, right? Like, I don't think there's any doubt that Wolverine could easily. I say move as if it's like slated or whatever, but easily come out in 2025 or 2026, 2027, right? We have no idea when Wolverine's coming out. I think we think it's gonna gonna come out because it's Insomniac and they have such a quick 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 cadence. Um, but like removing Wolverine from the from the situation, what? Like we got Helldivers that's slated. We got <coughs> Concord or no, not Concord. Where's the Concord? Well, one of them, <laughs> one of those ones slated for 2024. I want to say Concord. I think was it the is 2024 Concord. one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then what, like maybe a death Stranding two, maybe. And like, I forget about death Stranding two all the time. Yeah. And like that would that, probably be at the game awards. You would think you think year. so. Yeah. yeah. I, I think that could be at the game awards or the 2024 window. Um, and that could end up being Sony's 2024. I think the thing with PlayStation is that they're, their hands off a lot of time with like letting studios do what they do right like hey if um uh sucker punch gorilla naughty dog like cook and when you're done when you're finished cooking we'll put it out for you right like that's the, I, I as far as i understand that's usually how it goes on the playstation side and that being the case you can't control when a sucker punch is ready you yep. can't control when a gorilla is ready and so yeah, if they're cooking, like... And then we talk about the MMO, right? And the multiplayer yeah. stuff you know, for Gorilla and Horizon. Like, there's a lot of stuff that... Yeah, when are we ready to talk about it? When are we ready yeah. to see? And so, like, I when wouldn't be surprised... When are we ready surprised. to showcase? I don't... I don't if, in the way that you're talking about it, Mike, of next year being the year where, like, the, the PlayStation's big guns are coming out, mm -hmm. I don't think so. Like, okay. I think that might... I think that might be a 2025 or 2026 where a lot of these things might just end up being ready at the same time because we're seeing... Um, Gorilla, or not Gorilla, um, Sucker Punch, and Naughty Dog, and Bend, and these studios that we, we're looking forward to, they're just cooking right now, right? Like, they're just working on whatever they're working on. Okay. I like that. Blessing, if you were a host, uh -huh. the big PlayStation Summer Showcase, yeah. how would you intro it? Ooh. Off That's the really dome. Question. Off the dome? No notes. Off no the notes dome. Just off the you, dome? You speaking... And it's blessed. Sweet, sweet PlayStation. Yep. Yeah. Uh -huh, uh -huh. Yo, what's up? Welcome to the PlayStation Showcase. Wow. But yeah, I would, I'll start. I'll start with like a little bit of energy, right? Like, I like that. Trying to make it a bit more personality. I'm your host, Blessing Adioe Junior. Today, we're gonna talk about some of the big hitters coming from PlayStation. Ooh. I don't know why I'm doing like the Greg Miller and Flash. I like that. You're yeah, killing yeah, it. Yeah. Hey, hey. I mean, you know, you want to be the best, learn from the best. Wow, wow, wow. Fair enough. Ariel Knight writes in with the ten dollars super chat and says. Have y'all played Battlefield Bad Company back in the day? I randomly been wanting to replay that game. It was so funny. I miss funny games. Y'all ever play any of the fun Battlefield games Fuck back in the yeah. day? I remember doing like demos and shit yeah. for them, but I was never that guy. 
Not me, but I remember seeing the commercials and being like, man, I wish I had that. The Bat Company commercials were great. Yeah, they were good. Barrett, I heard you in the background over there. You said, hell yeah. Hell yeah, I love that crew. Uh, yep. I forget all their names because I haven't played those games since high school, but I really loved the Bad Company 1 and 2. Um, yeah, I just love you could just get weird and creative. That was, of course, Mike, your favorite word I experienced. Levolution, baby. You know I love um, that. Yep. Driving around in golf carts and like them kind of... The story being about these dudes who don't even care about the war that they're fighting. They're just like, oh, we heard about, like, gold. Like, we want to go get some gold and, like, fuck off from this war? Like, hell yeah. So, yeah. That was a special time. Yeah, that was a special time back when Battlefield had those campaigns that were really funny and fun. Uh, pretty special time. Definitely go check those out. Uh, well worth your time. Greg Miller writes in with a $5 super chat and says, Blessing, you mentioned that you stopped going to church, but that you still listen to religious rap. What is your faith like these days? Oh, uh, I don't go to church <laughs> uh, nowadays. I wanted to yeah. know, no, but the conversation deviated, so I paid up the money. I like that. Hey, that's, that's, fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, no, that's a really good question. I would say like... Because I didn't know, I, we never talk about it, so I didn't know if you still like believe, but you just don't yeah. go or what is it. I, I don't go. I still like, I, and like, I don't necessarily subscribe to like a religion. Like I, a religion, but also it's it's a t it's a t it's a tough in between of like you know I grew up Christian. Yeah. I grew up with my dad being a pastor, right? And like I was very involved in the church uh, all throughout throughout my life, but especially like high school, going into college because I was going to youth group every single week. And like at what point in my life I wanted to be a, a youth pastor? Sure. Like I thought that was the direction I was going. Um, somewhere in my late teens and early twenties, I think I started to find myself a bit fractured from the church, just based on like. It was, a, it was a group of things. It was the election in 2016 of like, oh man, a lot of people out here are Trump supporters and they're like, you know, have these political beliefs that very much do not align with what I, how I interpret this, right? Like when the Bible talks about like loving your neighbor or love people like you like um, um, more than you love yourself and all these things, right? Like the golden rule. Yeah, like the golden rule. A lot of how that would manifest in people's behavior in the church and also in people's, um, you know, political beliefs and all this stuff didn't necessarily align with how I felt like it should be, sure. right? Especially when you get to, I, I remember what, the day where gay marriage was legalized across the US and there was like a palpable tension in, in the church service that morning. And I was like, this feels weird, man. Like, why is this a thing that makes us feel this way? Like, why, why are we in a place where we can't just love people for who they are, right? Yeah. Or feel at least that people can express their love how they want to, like, even if you don't agree with it, right? Like, why, did, why is it on us to go, no, you're not allowed to do that, right? That always fucked me up, and that always had me in a place where I'm like, oh, I don't know how I, how I feel about this. I think still today I have the thing of, you know, a lot of the, the values I grew up with, I still have. Like, I think there is a lot of value of, like, the way that Jesus in the Bible actually lived, right? Not necessarily, like, you know, a lot of the strict teachings of the Old Testament of, like, you know, don't have sex before marriage, don't marry somebody who's gay, or, like, all, all this don't stuff. Don't yeah, don't jerk. Like a lot of the way, a lot of the things that people nitpick and decide to apply to the way they want to live from the Bible feels very arbitrary and feels very like, oh, it feels very rooted in hate, right? When yeah. you do that stuff. For me, like the true teaching of, teachings of Jesus are, hey, love other people, be good to other people and like, and support other people. Um, and so I still hold those values. I don't go to church um, and I don't, I don't know if I call myself Christian or not, right? Like I, I, like I don't necessarily, I, I guess I'm more agnostic in the way where I'm like, there could be a God, there couldn't, right? Like, I'm kind of in the middle of it. Um, I just try to behave my best, right? I just try to, like, behave as if I'm, you know, wanting the best for other people. And I'm sure. hoping that, like, I guess my karma in that way reflects back on me. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, I mean, you've probably heard me over the years. I mean, that sounds a lot like me and Catholicism, right? Of like, mm-hmm. after 13 years of Catholic school, I was like, yeah, oh, fuck all this. Like, there's a lot of hypocrisy going on here. And it was never that I lost my faith in a greater power, right? Or of a God or something bigger than me, right? It was just I lost my faith in Catholicism and these people and yeah. how they all act and treat each other and, and talk about outsiders and every other way that they're just being hypocrites based on what they're trying to tell me that I need to do, but then turning around and doing the exact opposite of it. Yeah. I think that's my thing is a lot, a lot of my beef, I think is is more with the church yeah. as opposed to with like the idea of God or yeah. the idea of religion or the idea of the Bible. Right. 100%. Like I think I do. There's so many instances where I recall where um, like, Oh, it's a good, uh, there, so there was somebody who I went to church with, who I grew up with, right. Going to the same church with, and as we became adults, like she became a worship leader at the church. And I remember drama that panned out because she ended up getting a divorce. And then because of that, they ended up firing her as the worship leader. Like, the, mm-hmm. yeah, the, the, the leader of the choir at the church. Yeah. And it's like, that's so fucked up. Like this person yeah. lost their job and their marriage at the same time. Like, and this is somebody that, that we grew up with, right? This is somebody that we've known for 30 years that we have wow. this relationship with that, like we're treating in this way. Like that for me, that was like the big eye opener of like, yo, that's not like, that's, that's not how we should be behaving. Right. It's that on top of like, you know, times where I mentioned that I grew up in the youth group and um, I gradually saw my church pull a lot of the support for the youth group um, as the years went because they weren't seeing the return in money, right? They weren't seeing the return in offering. And like, it wasn't youth, you put in the collection plate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the youth wasn't putting the money in the collection plate. And like a lot of the youth are from, and especially in the area I grew up, were from poor areas, right? They literally didn't even have the money to give. And so for the church to go, hey, we're going to pull support for this thing for like, this large community that I think needs the support and needs the help and needs all this stuff. We're going to pull that because we're not seeing the return, even though like the whole point of this thing is that we are helping the less fortunate. We are helping the people that do not have the means to, to help themselves and do all that. That was another one where I was like, for a while, for a while it was me, my sister and our close friends um, running that by ourselves. Like we were, you know, keeping the youth group going beyond the church's wishes. Like I know the church was like, Oh man, I hope they stop. Like this is <laughs> this is too much work for us. They're doing too much. But we were like, yo, even with y'all pulling support, we're gonna keep making this youth group thing happen. And we did it by ourselves until like we ended up just moving out of the area. Um, but yeah, like it, there were so many uh, situations like that where I'm like, man, y'all are the church, but you are not abiding by the teachings of Jesus and like what the Bible is truly about, right? It's truly about love. It's truly about you know helping other people, all this stuff. Um, and I even when I moved to Seattle. Like the first year that I was there, I started going to a church with my sister because me and my sister moved to Seattle together. And within the first few months, there was a cheating scandal with the youth pastor who worked there, who was also the lead pastor's son, a uh, cheating scandal with him and a girl in the church. And it was like a damn, like I can't go anywhere. Like, I can't, there's like no <laughs> church I can go to. And obviously like the whole thing is that, you know, there's no, people are imperfect. And so of because of that, churches are going to be imperfect. And I understand that aspect of it, but yeah, like, I don't know. I think the organization has a lot of things to, to get together, like a lot, of thing, a lot of things to fix. And so, yeah, that's kind of where I landed on it. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Yeah, that was very nice. Foxy Steve writes in with another one for you, Bless. I predict that Blessing will have the best drip at the Game Awards. Sam Lake will be a close second. I will say, I felt <laughs> a lot of pressure with my drip this year. I think oh. for the fact that, you know, I've had... Yeah. I've you've had, really elevated it this year, though. Like, this mm. whole year, you've made it a staple of, like, I'm going to elevate the drip in certain occasions. And yeah. we've all seen that, and it, we've all been wowed. So, yeah, there's a lot of pressure of, like, 
you better perform. You yeah. know what I mean? We want you to show up. So like I get my out the my complete outfit delivered today. And yeah, coming off of the last two game awards, and then this year I went to the Spider-Verse event where I wore like the mesh top with the red suit oh, yeah. and like mm -hmm. had the Miles Morales color scheme. The wedding. And then I had the wedding that Woo. I officiated where I had Woo. the, you know, burnt orange suit and then like went shirtless under it and had the chains and stuff. Um I like I, you know, I think I I like my outfit for the Game Awards this year, but I don't know if people are going to look at it and go, oh, man, he's stepping it up more. Right. Oh. Like, I think my approach to it this year is I'm just going to go formal. You know, I'm going to go. I'm going to wear a nice suit. I'm going to wear a vest. I'm going to like, you know, I'm going to look nice, but it's not going to be necessarily the showpiece that you expect from me. OK, there you go. I'm going to look great. You, you always do. Have you already playing your outfit? Yeah. No, like I said, I got to go to Macy's by the new mm. blazer. <laughs> 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 they got new flower ah. blazers over there. I got to get over there. <gasps> um. Bless, Dear Sixlet writes in with a $5 super chat and says, Bless, Dan Mullins, the dev of Inscription, is teasing a TGA announcement with an oh. ARG in his Discord and tweets with Jeff. Get oh, that's very exciting. I, I, I hope it's something, even though I, I love Inscription because it is this roguelite deck builder game that also has like escape room elements and all this stuff, I hope it's something completely different and like, oh. you know, out of left field because... I forget the name of his game before Inscription, but it was definitely not an Inscription-style game. It was like a unicorn, like, weird-ass, like, you know, it still had, like, a lot of the breaking the, um, uh, like, breaking, yeah, like, a lot of the game design stuff, right? Like, it's very outside the box, and that's his game design style. I hope he does that again with his next game, even if that doesn't capture as much uh, as, much as an Inscription does. I like that. See, this is... The sequel to the red one I had last year, Blazers wise. Yes, I was thinking about that. You're gonna go just the Blazers. Though. Oh yeah, not like the match. I didn't. I hadn't seen this though. They got this shiny one here, the sequence yeah, Blazer. Kinda, that's kind of something. We gotta get to Macy's today, guys. We gotta get down to Macy's, ladies and gentlemen. Greg's buying a a jacket. He's <laughs> buying a jacket. <laughs> Who knows? So many in chat says they want to see my what the wedding outfit was like. Uh, you can check it out on my Instagram, uh, uh -huh. Blessing Junior. Uh -huh. I like that. Um. Abram Wallace writes in with a $5 super chat and says, did you know that Idris Elba did an album with Lime Albert? Cordiale album? album. Uh, the man has infinite talent. He does. Yeah, he makes a lot of music. He, a lot of he does like DJing. He does like rapping and stuff. Man. Yeah, yeah. Good for him. Ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <after that? laughs> okay. Ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude today's Kind of Funny Games Daily Super Chat Post Show. Thank you all so much for tuning in and hanging out with all of us. Guess what? We're not done. Of course, over live on Twitch. Andy Cortez is comfy watching me watch all day with all of you. But here on YouTube, there will be a brand new link. And guess what? Me and Greg Miller are giving you slams giving for KFW. You don't want to miss out on that. And then later this afternoon, the Kind of Funny X-Cast will record live, ad-free for all of you Patreon best friends out there. And of course, post tomorrow where we're going to talk about the perfect Xbox TGAs. So write in now, uh, kindoffunny.com slash Xcast if you want to tell us what your dream announcements are for the TGAs Xbox-wise. And until then, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Goodbye.